week my uncle was in town and he's doing like a revelation study. Um, and so he was doing the first chapter and I was like, hey, we, we did the first chapter. And then, uh, and then he mentioned the verse. It says in Revelation 1, 18, and I'm the living one, I became dead. And see, I'm living forever and ever. Amen. And I possess the keys of Hades and of death. Um, and so I, I, what does that even mean? So I guess this talk will be more like a discussion, not like a you know, sermon. Um, so uh, what is, it says, I'm the living one. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And I possess the keys. So Jesus is holding keys wow. of death and Hades. So first of all, I guess, what does, uh, I guess, what is death and what is Hades? So I guess as we go on, uh, keep those things in mind. Death, Hades, keys, dominion, and this place. Um, and so I guess I'll ask another question. What was the first commandment that God gave to humans, to men? That's the first uh, commandment that God gave. He says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So that's actually his first commandment, like be fruitful, you know, bring order to the chaos that is around. Yeah. Um, even like, I guess the Garden of Eden was a place of order. And then we don't know about the rest of the earth, but like God's commandment to man was be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, implying that the earth was like the rest of the earth probably wasn't, you know, under order. Like it was just yeah. probably the Garden of Eden and everything else was, you know, was waiting for man to bring order to it. Um, and then God also gave two other commandments. Sam, you said that, like, can someone read those two um, at the bottom? Genesis 2, 17 and 3, 19. Yep. So that's like, I guess, the second commandment that God gave to man and woman. Do not eat because the day you will eat, you will surely die. And then the thing with God's word is that anytime he says something, he can't take it back. You know, like once it's out, it's like even he can't go back on his word um, because it's so powerful. Um, and so he cursed man in that moment. He said, from dust thou art, and to dust you shall return. Um, and so think about this idea of like death, the grave. Um, and so now at this point, man is sinned, and he's going to die, right? But then let's go to the next one. So why didn't God save the angels? So like in in First Peter two four, can someone read that? And so it's I think it gives like a good idea of like like God created these things like for like God created hell and Hades for the the fallen angels and those spirit beings who disobeyed Him, right? Yeah. So then why didn't God? So so God so man sinned and angels yeah. sinned before yes. that, but at this point, man is going to die. The angels have already sinned, and not, but then God has cast them into chains of darkness. Why is that? I guess tying all, like Sam, you said, because they were like gods, like lowercase gods. Yes. And even like, um, like out of their own, when they had seen all that, even from inside Lucifer, he was like, I will ascend. Yes. You know, whereas like we were made of dust. We haven't, we haven't really seen God. We're so weak. It says, it says he made us lower than the angels. right? Yes. Um, and so, so these are the two things, right? As of now, we have, we have man here. We have angels here. Both have sinned and both are doomed. You know, yeah. um, and God has spoken, if you eat of this tree, you will die. Yeah. So death is our portion, all of us, you know. Um, and so the thing with, with uh, 
I guess humans, the crazy thing is that God decides to save us. Yeah. You know, like at this point, there is no reason why we should live, and he has decided to save us. And so in this next slide, I have this uh, thing called covenants. Um, so it kind of contrasts like the old covenant. Like in, in, old Test in the Old Testament, how did people get saved? Law and sacrifice. Yeah. And only, only a, through a priest, yeah, like through a high priest or priests. Um, and only a few people got saved, like the Jews only, right? Like all the other people on the earth, uh, maybe like if they, like in Ro like Romans or Corinthians, it says that if they listen to their conscience, yeah, God might, you know, like he might have, yeah, uh, he might have like, you know, saved them eventually. Um, but we'll come to that. But like at this point, like only the Jews, only a few people are saved. Um, and it's through the sprinkling of blood through when you kill like a calf or an ox or, you know, uh, those kinds of things. So can someone read? Uh, yeah, I guess this this slide here. It's from Hebrews 9. So it's like that duality. Like one is the sprinkling of blood that, you know, is not perfect. And the other is the sprinkling of blood that is perfect. Um, and so at this point, the angels are like, what the heck, God? Like, you know, like it says in the Bible that even angels long to look into these things, you know? Like, they can't understand why God of the universe would save man. You know, that's crazy. Like, we still are supposed to die. Um, and But through the Old Testament, God was like, I'm going to show you a picture of what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to have you sprinkle, sprinkle blood on, on things, on, like, the altar. And in that way, you will be saved, like, saved in a way, you know? Um, and so now... We'll tie it back to the beginning, Adam 2.0. You know, Jesus himself is Adam 2.0. If someone could read uh, that, that's a, that verse is from Romans 5. And even in the picture, you can see like this duality. You know, like there's death through one, but there's life to another. Um, if someone could read that, so we'll tie, we'll tie it back to the first slide, which which God was like, "You shall not eat of this tree, lest you shall die." And then it says, through one man's offense, Adam, sin came to all men. Yep. And so, I, I've heard, have, have you guys heard the argument, like, it's not fair that people are sent to hell, right? Yeah. Um, but, but then there's also something else that's unfair. The second part, even through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. So salvation is also very unfair in the sense that it is a free gift, you know, like, Thinking back to the beginning, we still deserve to die because God has spoken his word and he can't take back his word. But the only way to do that is for him to become. So the question is, why did Jesus have to become a man? Like, I, I kind of knew these things, but like, I didn't really think about them. So like this helped, this kind of helped me think about it. Uh, so like, why did Jesus even have to be a man? Like, why couldn't God just save us? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I mean. I've, from reading this, I was like, yeah, like. Why did Jesus have to be flesh and blood, you know? And that's the only way he could save us because that's the only way to break the curse. Because so on the cross, Jesus was fully like perfect, but at the same time, he was what? Full, yeah, fully man, but also he took on the sins of all the world. So he became sin of past, present, and future. Uh, and so, so the question is so picture him on the cross. He's perfect but he's also sinful you know he's taken all so where does he deserve to go 
at this point. Yeah. And so he, he deserves to go to hell because he's under that curse, you know? Um, and so that's what he does. And so the question, the question right now is, uh, so that, that picture was like a classical painting, but like the question is, wh what did Jesus do when he died? Mm -hmm. his, so his body, his body went, it says from dust you will return. Um, so his, his physical body, it went to the grave, like surface of the earth, you know? Um, but then there's a, like a prophecy that says, you will not allow my body to see decay. That's why even in the three days, his body didn't decay. Um, and so there's, so it's, uh, can someone read First Peter 3, 18 and 19? Okay, so the spirit's in prison. So what does that mean? So at this point, Jesus has died. And now when, so what did he do between the time he died and he rose again? Yeah, he, he, went, he went to Hades. Because as, as a fully sinful, like, he, because he took upon the sins of the world, he deserved to go to hell, you know? But it, here it says he went and preached to the spirits in prison. And prison, in this case, is, like, if we study the story of Lazarus and uh, the rich man, remember, there was a chasm. So the rich man lifted, lifts up his eyes and sees, uh, he sees uh, Abra Abra Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And he's like, give me a glass of water. And then, but he's like in torment. So, but there is a chasm in between him. And Abraham's like, I can't. Like, even if I wanted to, I couldn't. So this like kind of shows that under the earth, there is like a space called Hades. And then before Christ um, died, there was a compartment for the, the Old Testament saints. Uh, you know, and there was a chasm and there was like a place of torment even then. And so why didn't, at this, so the question is why couldn't, the Old Testament saints go to heaven. They were under the earth in this compartment, um, and which is where Jesus is going now. So why couldn't they go to heaven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like so. At that point, still, they'd been become made righteous because they followed the commandments and they became clean based on the blood of you know. The priest had to sprinkle the blood on the altar and cleanse them. And when they died, God saved them. He brought them to this place. But it says that no sin can, God, no sin can enter God's presence. You know? So even at this point, they were still like, not perfect. You know? um, and so when Jesus went, after he died, he went and preached. And so what did he, so like the, the spirits in the good part, the good compartment, and he also preached to the people in Hades. And so there's another verse that says, the gospel is life to those who are being saved and condemnation to those who are, uh, you know, perishing. So even though the gospel was preached, like to one, it was life. And then, so even the Old Testament saints, they heard the gospel. And if someone could read the next, uh, the bottom part there. Yeah, so... That kind of shows that, so I, I didn't know what that first part meant, but um, so, when, so when like generals won battles, they would parade their, uh, the people, like the people they had won across the street, you know, like a, in, a per, in a parade or a procession. Um, and so Jesus is actually doing something similar here. So it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, meaning 
all the captives who were in in captivity in this portion, you know, the Old Testament saints, he led them to heaven, in this case, third heaven, um, where the presence of God is. And so at this point, uh, Jesus, he broke down the key, like gates of hell, you know, where he took the key. Um, and now he's leading the people who were in the compartment of he hell or Hades that were righteous. He's leading them to God's presence. Um, and so that's where we are. And so if we tie it back to like the very beginning, how did, how did, uh, how did Hades and death get the key? How did Satan get the key in the first place? Like if, if, uh, if Jesus had to go down, open the key of Hades, you know, lead the captives up, how did they get the key in the first place? Yeah, I mean, because in the beginning, remember, it says God had given dominion to man. Um, and then because keys, they also symbolize dominion. Uh, there's a verse that says, when, when man sinned, death entered the world. And so up, up until that point, death had no access to the world, right? But then the moment man sinned, death got access. In a way, he got the key. Um, and in a way, he got dominion. And so now, when Jesus, he went to the grave, he rose again, led all these captives, he took the key. So he, he had to go there because he was fully sinful. Like he took the sins of past, present, future. But he couldn't stay there because he was perfect. You know? So that's where we oops, come to like salvation, right? So this is the application part of it now. Uh, like this is so simple. Like it's crazy that God himself saves us, you know? Like it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so um, I guess this morning, Heps, you were talking about boldness. And Justina, you were talking about like battle. Uh, like, you know, the, like God is fighting. Um, and then you were talking about resurrection. You know, like I was thinking about these topics as you guys were saying it. Like, God, he, he not only has fought this battle, but he is fighting, you know. Like you were saying, Lazarus doesn't mean God is saving. For, yeah, he is helping. He's not like he has helped, you know. Yeah, like it's almost like he has done this, but he's also doing it. You know, it's always like this duality in the sense that it has been done, but is also being done. Like we are saved, but we are also being saved, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, um, so then the power of the blood, like I didn't realize like the power, like we always sing the power of the blood, like there's power, power. But why is it so powerful, you know? Like, when Jesus' like, physical blood fell to the ground, what about, there's also like this significance of that, or like the spiritual blood almost fills the universe, right? In a way, because of his death. Like, that's why we can claim the blood of Jesus over ourselves or over like our problems, over our sickness. Because it almost, he's he sprinkled the blood on the world, you know? Like, it's, and, it's, and it's available for us, you know? And then that's why we can like actively say we claim the blood of Jesus over ourselves, over our like for protection. And, you know, it's like the priest once sprinkled the blood, but now his blood is so powerful that it's like over us. Like we can't see it, but, you know, it's there. Um, so I want us to like remember that, you know, the, like, yeah, sprinkle on the earth, you know, and it's available for the taking to those who receive it. 
which is the powerful part. Um, and so the last slide is walk in authority and victory. You know, like it says, in from, to tying back to the first thing, God says, I have, given, I have the keys of death and Hades, and uh, I am the living one. You know, so all dominion has been given to God. It's, can someone read that last verse? Yep. So the perfect sinless one who became sin, now he has full authority. Um, so it was given to man once. He failed. But his proportion was to die. But God himself, he died. And now he has the authority. And like because of that, we can ask him. Uh, we can claim that authority through him. You know, we, he gives us back that like right. Um, and so my encouragement to all of us, to myself, is that, you know, what are the areas of your life where God has placed you in? Like, those are realms, you know, realms of authority. Um, and, he, and he expects you to walk in, like, confidence, in victory, because he already has that, you know. Claim the blood of Jesus over the realm you are in. And as you do that, you will begin to, you know, gain victory. You will begin to conquer, bring uh, order to chaos like he has meant. Like, his kingdom will expand, you know. So that's the, that's the good word. Uh, I feel like maybe it was like very basic, but like I feel like it's the basic things that, you know, the basic things that are important, you know, only if we understand like the fundamental things, like will we have boldness, you know, it's like before this week, I was like, yeah, yeah, like Jesus saved me. But like now I kind of, because I studied this, like I understand like what he did, you know, a little more. So like read, I guess, these scriptures like and take what he says, like even literally, like you know, like when you take those things, like literally you will understand, oh, mate, he did ascend, descend to the depths of the earth. And what was he doing when he was like dead, you know, and then he rose again. And like, why did he even have to do that? Because God's word says that you will have to die and his, he can't go back on his word. And so what are the things that God has spoken to you through his word? Like those things will bring life. And, you know, don't forget about them because if God himself can break his own word, imagine how much he will, he will be true to his word to you, you know? And his promises will be true to you. So that's the encouragement.